Hey guys, it's me, Girl, and first I want to acknowledge a mistake I made in the last episode, which was the update episode. Uh, when I talked about the Monster High movie adaption for TV, uh, I mentioned an actor by the name of Cece Bagalot, and I used she, her pronouns when I should have used they, them pronouns. Uh, this is my mistake, so I'm sorry if that offended anyone. The next thing I wanted to talk about was the... Christmas special I promised you in the last episode. Unfortunately, that's been delayed. Um, I'm hoping to make it a New Year's special now, but it will be Christmas themed still. So I did want to not leave you guys hanging, so I decided to make a episode talking about something Christmas related or a Christmas, a Christmas tradition in Britain known as pantomime. So what is panto? Panto is, or pantomime is a common tradition in Britain. Pantomime is a interactive theatre show where there's at least one character who breaks the fourth wall and encourages audiences mainly made up of young children and families to participate using things like booing the villain or directing individuals to find something with phases, with phrases like it's behind you and usually the fourth wall breaking character is like a B to Z list celebrity just kind of for added humour and people can be like oh I saw so and so in the pantomime this year. So my experiences of pantomime was ever since I was really young I've seen a panto and um, I wouldn't say every year but often I've seen a pantomime mainly because my birthday falls within the running dates which is usually the end of October to the beginning of February. Um, that's usually when a pantomime runs. My birthday falls within those, so it's often given to me as like a gift or like an experience celebration for my birthday. Pantomime is often like overwhelming if you have things like autism or social anxiety because it often entails people yelling and social interactions as well as like noise and different things to do with theatre. Um, very rarely have I seen like a an adapted or a special version. So let's talk about the origins of it and how it impacted British culture. Uh, it started with the Comme dell'arte, which is a form of 16th century Italian performance. It mainly features dancing, music, aerobatics, etc. with actors playing different characters or character tropes with one of the main types being the Harlequin, which was an individual dressed in clothes made of patches, wearing a mask, carrying a magic bat, and they were known kind of as the head or king of the Zanni, which was a servant robe. Side note, often the Zanni were portrayed with minstrel or blackface makeup, which obviously in modern times is unacceptable. As time went on, more characters were added, such as the Scaramouche, which was a villain, which was a combination of Zanni or servant trope, and the Captainito, which was the masked henchman, who was often portrayed as like an arrogant, bragging individual who'd make up lies to seem better than they were. Pantaloon was a character trope of like a greedy merchant type. Periot was often a clumsy or stupid character, often made to be a servant of Pantaloon, and was often wearing white face paint, kind of like a clown, but without the colour parts 
Punch or Puncella was a catch-all character portrayed either as dumb and aware or, or like intelligent and ignorant. Uh, this character would later go on to be adapted into another British classic thing, Punch and Judy, which is a puppet show often found at the seaside, which maybe I'll talk about another time. Columbine, aka the Harlequin's mistress or Peridot's wife, often portrayed as a very beautiful dancer. This is because women weren't really allowed to be a main role in a performance, but rather were allowed to be dancers in a dancing segment in between the main story. There were many other characters in these performances, but I can't I don't have time to go into every single one of them. In the 18th century, these shows were being shown around London, often taking existing tales and adapting them to be non-speaking performances. They used the name pantomime instead of Comdel Arte, mainly because British public couldn't pronounce the other. The British public fell in love with the Harlequin character, and often actors who portrayed these characters were celebrated and paid very well for their time. This included a man named John Rich, who used his money he earned to build a famous theatre known as the Theatre Royale in Jury Lane, known commonly around Britain as Jury Lane. John Rich also came up with a scene known as the Harlequinade, which was a comedy chase scene and the origin of the term slapstick, with the Harlequin often using his magic bat to hit hinges on the background props to change them to make it look like the scene was happening over different landscapes. In the 19th century, the then manager and actor at Jury Lane, David Garrick, started portraying a speaking version of the Harlequin. He hired a pupil of John Rich's named Henry Woodward to write and adapt English folktales such as Dick Whittington, Robin Hood and the Children of the Wood for him to perform. Over time, they evolved to include more topical satire and current British tales. In 1806, they did a performance of Mother Goose and included a character just known as Clown. Portrayed by Joseph Grimaldi, this character was such a hit with the public that he began to replace the Harlequin character in performances. In 1830, more elaborate scenery and stage effects came into popularity thanks to a man by the name of James Robinson Planch. In 1843, theatre licensing allowed any theatre without a royal patent to perform spoken word, which evolved performances to be allowed to include witty puns, wordplay and audience participation. With these evolutions, it spawned characters to be made and adapted, such as the pantomime game, often a male performer dressed in exaggerated, bright, colourful clown-like feminine clothing with exaggerated mix of clown and female makeup, portraying a matriarch of a family such as a mother, aunt or ugly sister. The principal boy, which was a main male character, often played by a woman donning male clothing, performed usually as like a juvenile or rebellious nature character. Principal girl, which is the main female character, often a female actor playing the love interest of the principal boy. In the late 19th century, pantomimes were some of the largest productions, often spanning up to five hours with tons of character and performances with elaborate costumes. Often these performances would open on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, which cemented in it being associated with Christmas and holiday times. People would often make their own pantomimes at home as well, which were made out of cardboard characters or toys. In more modern times, the stories are often adaptions of old tales such as Dick Whittington, Cinderella, Snow White, Jack and the Beanstalk, Sleeping Beauty and Peter Pan being the most common told, with many other adaptions being told now and again. They're often shortened to around two hours these days, which include an ice cream break, which is a common practice in British theatre, which is eating a small pot of ice cream during a half-hour interval before the next act happens. For myself, who loves theatre and performances, pantomime is such a nostalgic thing, as well as a traditional practice that I adore every aspect of, including the yelling and excitement and participation. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this History of Panto episode and please look out for the Christmas special at New Year's. I know this is a very short episode, but I kind of wanted to get something out to celebrate the holidays with you guys. All I have left to say is class dismissed. Ding ding.